Good morning, everyone. Thanks for being here. Thanks for taking some time for your practice. So let's take a moment to gather up anything that we might need. Finish any movements through your space that you might need to do, gathering your kettle, your tea bowl that you'd like to use today, and intentionally choosing what tea that you would like to practice with. And of course, as always, this might be a tea that you work with often. It could be something that maybe is coming up for you as a kind of a draw throughout the week. It's also worth noting too that when we're practicing in a season itself that is of a lot of transition as the autumn is, that how we feel about something from one week to the next might actually shift quite a bit. And so it's okay to recognize that and just notice how that affects things like even just our choices in the tea that we want to sit with. And then allowing ourselves to become comfortable in the space that we're in. So clearing away anything immediately around us that we don't need right away, anything that is not adding to the practice, something that is not there intentionally, and allowing just whatever is immediately in front of you to be what is intentional, what you actually want to have in the space on purpose. And then once you have everything that you need, just allowing ourselves first to settle into the body, just to come home, be more aware of ourself in this moment. So making any adjustments to how you're sitting and where you're sitting. Noticing that the, the cushion that you're sitting on or the chair and if you're sitting in a chair, taking a moment to make sure that both feet are flat on the floor. Maybe wiggling the toes a little bit to just notice the texture of floor. Notice the texture of stability underneath the feet. Allowing a little bit of your weight to shift into the feet. Noticing how that awareness of stability at the base starts to affect everything else further up. Notice if it can soften your knees a little bit. Create a little bit of room for opening. Notice your hips. can send an intention for softening, a little less holding, a little less doing in the hips, in the low back. And perhaps notice if you can feel somewhere in the low belly, like a sense of centered, a sense of where is your most stable point. Together, it might be helpful to perhaps rock a little forward, a little backward, really small movements, almost that somebody wouldn't be able to see them if they were looking at you. But you can feel yourself just kind of rocking back and forth until there's a spot that feels really centered, right in the middle of the sit bones, the low back doesn't feel like it's curling inward and causing any discomfort. 
Encourage your weight to just drop into this space, really feeling the cushion below you, really feeling supported and held. Allowing the hands to relax in the lap. The hands could be folded, the palms could be face down or face up. Whatever feels like there's less holding, less like the hands are in between an activity, in between doing one thing and doing another, but just resting. Inviting the shoulders to soften. Inviting the chest to soften and to open so that you can notice the pattern of your breath. Just the in-breath coming out and the out-breath leaving. Allowing the neck to be free, without tension, without holding. The head to float upward and just a little forward. Allowing the eyes to rest either with the eyelids closed, if that's focusing and comfortable, or allowing them to rest by just simply looking at the T-bowl in front of you. And just taking a moment to settle. Noticing that as you're settling, there's still movement going around. Perhaps somewhere else in your room or in your building. There's still some movement for you as well. Perhaps what's on the surface. We can invite a little bit of settling. We can see those movements more clearly. And we can allow them to soften. Turning the attention to the breath. Take a comfortable, slightly deeper breath in. And a clearing breath out, just let it go. And one more time, a gentle breath in. Clearing breath out. Allow yourself to orient back to the space, 
perhaps if the eyes are closed, allowing them to gently open. Notice the tea bowl waiting in front of you. We can transition to preparing our tea. And then as we're moving through our space to make our tea, again, just inviting our emotions to be soft and to be gentle and very aware. So we're picking up our tea and just noticing what we're going to work with today, considering what tea spoke to you on this morning. The tea that I'm working with today is actually a smoked tea. This is a tea that was resting in uh, fragrant cedar boxes. It's an oolong tea. So things that feel perhaps a little bit reminiscent of what's outside, something that takes you to environment and to place, can be really orienting to the present moment. So pausing to consider your tea, the texture of it, the feeling of it as you pick it up. And serving yourself a little pinch of leaves in whatever bowl or mug that you're working with today. And pausing to notice your bowl. Notice what you've chosen for yourself today. If it's one that's familiar that you work with a lot, saying hello, welcoming yourself back. If it's a different bowl, if it's something that you thought, I haven't had tea with you in a while. Being aware of consciously why you chose this bowl. Bringing the bowl to our nose to smell our tea. Allowing the exhale to echo inside the bowl, to warm the leaves around it. So that you can start to notice what the tea has for you today. And then if your hot water is ready, get our hot water. Pausing here before making a transition to adding water over the leaves, a conscious act from one to the next, and slowly adding water over our tea. See if you can follow the stream this morning. If you can pour the water at the same rate that your eyes are watching, so that you can see water interacting with the leaves in real time. Follow the stream with your eyes, nice and slow. And then just notice what's happening inside the bowl today. What is the steam like as it rises into the air today? What is the light in your room like around your tea? Has it changed a little bit as we start to get deeper into the fall? What is the clarity of the tea, the color, the tone? What is it like today? 
inside your cup. Just pausing to observe and to watch. And if the tea bowl is comfortable, we can lift it to the nose, smell the tea. And again here, not so much a smelling as a just breathing, just breathing in the tea. Not looking for anything. We're not trying to use specific words. We're just breathing. Notice as you're smelling your tea, if there's any words that come to mind. Anything that might be a description, if the tea reminds you of something, a food, a place you've been, a time in your life. Notice that that's there without trying to change the subject, without trying to redirect, but just appreciating what's there. And then asking yourself, is this mine? Is this from my own memory? my own sense of imagination, or is this someone else's? Oftentimes the language of being able to describe our inner experience comes outside of us at first when we don't know the words, when we need a little bit of help. We can learn from others. But you may find most fruitful as you continue to practice that returning to your own original language, returning to your words, when you can hear them again, a little bit more clearly in your mind, will actually serve you better in the long term. It's living your tea not someone else's. So as you're smelling your tea, and perhaps if there's a little opening in the leaves now, that you could take a sip of your tea. As you do so, consider that the experiences and what's coming to mind for you are these yours or is it what someone told you? It's okay if it's not yours yet. Sometimes we're still learning the language. We're still getting into the body. 
we can use things borrowed from someone else for a while to help us still. But invite a sense of what would you say if they were your words? If it was your memory, if it was your particular language, what would you say about tea today? This particular bowl that you're enjoying today, what is it like for you? As you sip the tea, notice what it feels like in the mouth. What sensations are there? Where does it linger? Where does it feel like it expands or softens? What does the tea feel like in the throat? Is it warming? Is it a little bit crisp? Or is it a melting soft sensation? Maybe spicy? And sipping the tea as we can start to feel it behind the chest and the heart center, the upper belly. Notice how the exhale responds to the tea. How you're breathing out might be a little bit different after some tea. Notice perhaps even that sense of centered, that sense of gravity that we tapped into at the very beginning in our settling. We might even be able to relax into that a little bit more or just feel the sensation of it more. And as we're kind of just following the tea throughout the body. Perhaps reminding ourselves that these are sensations that are distinctly just for us. We are the only one that can drink this tea. It can live it right now. What you're experiencing is yours. Consider for a moment what that feels like to have something that is just what's going on for you. In a really quiet, deeper part of yourself. It's not the busy external. It's not the surface that's interacting with everything else. 
It's what's below the surface. It's what's below the leaves at the surface of the water in your cup, resting at the bottom of the bowl. That's your experience, that's you. And consider what does it feel like to be you this morning? We'll sit here for just another minute with our tea. You don't have to finish what's in your cup right now. You can add more water and enjoy a fresh soak of leaves as we continue our talk this morning. And you're also welcome to set the cup down and just rest for a moment. Completely up to you.
I am no victim of life. I shape change. We are not victims of circumstance. We shape change. I practice what I want to become. We practice what we want to create. I am a microcosm of all the possible justice, liberation, pleasure, and honesty in the universe, and I act accordingly. Those are a few of Adrian Marie Brown's emergent strategy mantras. And they've been a, a great nutrient to me since I discovered them um, maybe six months ago. And I feel Adrian Marie Brown is a really important teacher during this time. And I know I'm, I'm not alone in that feeling. Um, because she is a visionary who has her hands in the work. And when she writes, she moves very fluidly between um, observations and experiences of the kind of everyday, day-to-day -day work of organizing um, and the practice of justice in community with other people in this very sort of tangible project. And at the same time, she maintains this practice of um, envisioning and the subject of this morning is coming home in the heart-mind. We've talked in prior sessions about the fruitlessness of looking for stability in the physical realm where everything is constantly changing. And we can tack on to that the fruitlessness of looking in this kind of dark political moment for hope in the physical realm even. That if we rely on the space around us to provide the narrative that supports our vision. This is a tough time for that strategy. And so the question is, how do we hold vision? How do we look through this time toward the world that we want to live in? While doing the work of maintaining and repairing the present moment as, as best we can. 
And so to return to Adrian Marie Brown, we are in an imagination battle. Trayvon Martin and Mike Brown and Renisha McBride and so many others. She wrote this a few years ago. We could, of course, add Breonna Taylor. Are dead because in some white imagination they were dangerous. And that imagination is so respected that those who kill based on an imagined, radicalized fear of black people are rarely held accountable. Imagination has people thinking they can go from being poor to a millionaire as part of a shared American dream. Imagination turns brown bombers into terrorists and white bombers into mentally ill victims. Imagination gives us borders, gives us superiority, gives us race as an indicator of capability. I often feel I am trapped inside someone else's imagination and I must engage my own imagination in order to break free. That line cracks me open. I often feel I am trapped inside someone else's imagination and I must engage my own imagination in order to break free. And so when we look at the realms given to us by this kosha model, right? The realms of being and more subtle than the physical body, the anamaya kosha, we have the manomaya kosha and the pranamaya kosha, these mental and energetic realms governed by breath and thinking and sensation. And these are all, you know, they're, I suppose you, we can't really call them physical, but they are still um, realms of, realms which we can observe, right? That, that without sort of esoteric tools, we can observe the realms of thinking, of energy, of breath. And how can we stretch in those realms, right? In the same way you might think about stretching your physical body on the physical realm, how can we stretch in the realm of the mind, stretch in the realm of energy, so that there is some liberation on those realms in order to maintain vision so that when we go inside in addition to processing the heaviness and difficulty of this time we are also going home to the vision that sustains us and so when we engage contemplative practice, 
whatever that might look like for you. Maybe it looks a little bit like what we're doing right now. When we engage contemplative practice, it is for nourishment. And that nourishment is the source of our resilience. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, the visionary writer that I um, brought in a few words from is Adrian Marie Brown. It's A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E-M-A-R-E-E-B-R-O-W-N. And uh, the book that the second excerpt of her writing um, is from is called Emergent Strategy. Highly recommended. And if you have any questions about anything that I'm sharing, you can find me at adam at adamgrassi.com. That's G-R-O-S-S-I. And you can find me at suz, S-O-O-Z, at beingt.com. Tea and Contemplation is a live event that happens every Friday morning, and you can join Adam and I for a live event if you would like in the studio and share a little bit with the group afterward. We hope to see you for tea sometime soon.